Hi there, welcome to episode 65 of the LDS study session with your host, Matt Roberts. And I wanted to continue with our Couple Follow Me studies uh, this week. Uh, in July the 29th to August 4th, Acts 22 to 28, a minister and a witness. Focusing today on the section of the Lord stands by those who strive to serve him. And that can be found in many scriptures, which I'm going to share right now. So, with Paul, he doesn't really have an easy time once he... Uh, decides to testify of the Saviour. In fact, from when we kind of follow Paul and his journeyings from uh, the study, the, ch- the chapters that we've been studying the past couple of weeks, we just find capture after capture, um, beating after beating of many, many things that happened to Paul uh, because of his testimony of the Saviour. Um, now, the Come Follow Me manual lists uh, a good several, one, two, three, four, five, six, six different scriptures which identify uh, Paul being um, put under difficulty, but the Lord helping and sustaining him through those things. I think one of the things that we are sometimes inclined to think when we are living the gospel is that our life should be should be easier. Maybe not easy, but should be easier. But the fact is, is that that is never promised that our life will be easier. We're promised that we'll be given great blessings, but we're not specified that all those blessings will come in this life. Um, and often it's through those difficult times that we actually see the great blessings come forth. Uh, so in Paul's instance, in, we've got Acts 14 where he is stoned, uh, but then he's revived again. In Acts 16 where he and Silas are beaten and imprisoned, but then this turns into a teaching opportunity and we studied that uh, experience last week uh, in the prison uh, where they don't escape, but they, they feel prompted to stay. And they do so, and the prison card and his family are converted because of this experience. In Acts 21, uh, again, he is beaten and put into captivity. Uh, in Acts 23, verses 10 to 11, now this was a really interesting one. Um, in Acts 23, verses 10 to 11, uh, we read that once again, uh, Paul is taken. Now it's interesting, first of all, uh, why he's taken and uh, kind of put into captivity. It was actually uh, to save him. In uh, Acts 23, verses 10 to 11, we read, And when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. So we see here that actually it was kind of a a life-saving this captivity because the chief captain was concerned that if, if this continued that his the dissensions against Paul he would actually be killed in front of them so he actually brought him in for his safety but then the Lord whilst he is in this captivity which is still you know a, a dark place to be he visits him and give and and says be of good cheer now this obviously has parallels uh, with the prophet Joseph Smith when he is in Liberty Jail and obviously the prophet Joseph Smith uh, didn't have a very easy time of his life once he uh, followed the call to be a prophet and restore the church to the earth today. Uh, we find in Doctrine and Covenants section 121, O God, where art thou, and where is the pavilion that covereth thy hiding place? So here, the, the prophet Joseph Smith is in Liberty Jail, which, I mean, I'm not going to go into detail because I don't have the time to kind of explain the... Um, living conditions and the circumstances around this liberty jail but they were bleak they were horrible and grim um cold floor poison food the list goes on um 
And of course, they have become aware that the saints are being driven from their homes as well in Missouri. And so this really is a trying time for the prophets, not simply because of his trials, but because of the trials of his loved ones and his friends. Uh, and so he's calling upon God and asking where he is. But then in verses 7 and 8, he receives an answer. And, he, and the Lord says, My son, peace be unto thy soul, and that thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment. And then if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. And this promise by, by the Lord is similar to Paul. He's, they're both given in these circumstances a grand vision or a grand hope of what is to come as they come through these trials. And this is really important for these, uh, these important leaders. Elder Neil A. Maxwell gave a talk in the April 1986 General Conference where he says this, quote, When we see things as they really were, really are, and really will be, dispensations are merely seasons, new friendships are but relationships resumed, and prophets sent forth on their errands from the Lord reflect associations which are across the ages as they later rendezvous on mountaintops and hills, in woods, fields, groves, and even jails. We are not now ready for all the things the Lord has prepared in the city of God for them that love him. Our present eyes are unready for things which they have not yet seen, and our ears are not yet prepared for the transcending sounds and music of that city. Close quote. And I think that anyone in difficult times where, yes, they even feel as low as perhaps Paul or Joseph Smith did at this time, they can look forward and know that there is a promise, a blessing that is foretold. Now, whilst they may not have the Saviour come and visit them like we did, they did for Paul, or get that distinct revelation like Joseph, the prophet Joseph Smith did, people can still receive great promptings of hope and, and peace and joy. I experienced this, uh, me and my wife, uh, with, uh, with our second daughter. Sorry, not our second daughter, our second child, or our daughter. Uh, she contracted bronchiolitis, and uh, it got to the stage where she was actually had to be taken uh, to a the hospital in an ambulance and they nearly lost her on the way and um, at that time you know we get to the I got to the hospital from work I was called out as a, as a matter of urgency uh, and I got there and I just saw these you know half a dozen pro medical professionals working on the poor frail body of, of my daughter of course uh, sorry she was a uh, barely a month old at this point so a very very small child and um you know, the, it was a difficult, trying time. For three or four days, she was on a breath breathalyzer machine where she was basically supported to breathe, um, you know, given the oxygen that she needed. And um, me and my wife really had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, we didn't know if she would get through this and if she even did, if this, you know, period of time where she was struggling to get oxygen to her body was going to have an impact on her permanently. So we... Um, we prayed and we hoped and at first our prayers were focused on you know to let our daughter be well but then over time those prayers changed and we felt it, the spirit guiding us to change those prayers to that everything will work out the way it should do and it was only then when we when we adjusted our, re our thoughts and realized that it was our heavenly father's plan and that his will was to be done that we started to get some sort of answer some sort of assurance that all would be well. And of course, um, fortunately for us in this story, uh, she did turn out well and she's a very lively, healthy girl now. But um, obviously, if she hadn't turned out to, to have gone through uh, and we did lose her, then I, I hope that my response to that would be the same, that this must be the Lord's will and that 
whilst it would have been horrendous and difficult to go through, um, he is there reminding us of the great vision and hope that we have for the future. Uh, so I love those words that Elder Maxwell gives, that you know we have that joy and that hope. And actually we see this joy and hope, and you can see Paul throughout these experiences gain that, because when he gets to Acts 27 and he's on the ship, which is about to be wrecked uh, on their way to Rome, um, the way he stands forth amongst the crew and says the things he says and the promise that he gives them uh, that they will survive. Uh, in verse 23 uh, to 25 of Acts 27, he says this, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and to God have given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as he has be, even as it was told me. Um, you know, so have that assurance and faith that you know he's been told this, and therefore it will happen. This will have come over the many times that he had to go through the difficult experiences that he did. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope that you've enjoyed this study and and consider how. Even in your difficult times, and you will have those times, you know, you may well have had them, you may well have more difficult times to come. Remember that the Lord is there and he will be with each of you as you go, as you go through each one. I ask uh, only that you uh, share what you've been studying at Matt S. Roberts 90 so I can learn from you as well. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Until we meet again.